0: Alright, I want you to go to uh, Mark chapter 6, Mark chapter 6, we're going to look at verse 45, Mark chapter 6, verse 45, the, um, I had given an illustration this morning of, about Jo Beth and how she had seen me with different eyes, this is a completely different message, but the title of the message is just that, seeing things with different eyes seeing things with different eyes, and I want to be a, a blessing to you tonight. I want to say again, thank you, for, uh, with Terrell, for coming in, y'all coming in to visit with us tonight. That's such a blessing. I know it means a lot to Matthew that you'd take the time to come out like that, and, and, uh, and we hope to get back to, to watch some more of his game. Hard for me to stay off the field, though. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I want to come out there, you know, so, All right. Uh, Mark chapter six, verse 45 is a straight way. He constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida. While he sent away the people and when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea and, and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling in rowing. For the wind was contrary unto them, and about the fourth watch of the night he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea. and would have passed by, but when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit, and cried out. For they all saw him, and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them, and saith unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased. And they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered, for they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. And when they had passed over, they came into the land of Gennesaret and drew to to the shore. And when they were come out of the ship straightway, they knew him and ran through the whole region about and began to carry about in beds those that were sick. And when they Uh, where they heard he was. And whithersoever he entered into villages or cities or country, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch, if it were, but the border of his garment and as many as touched him were made whole. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you bless tonight. Holy Spirit of God, please guide my mind tonight. Lord, I pray that you'd be with me as I Try to, to deliver this truth. Spirit of God, I yield myself to Thee. I need Your presence. I need Your power. I need Your guidance tonight. Father, I need You to wrap Your arms around us tonight, especially. I'm not sure why exactly, but I feel like You just need to, to very much put Your arms around us as a, as a hedge of protection. Father, I ask You now in the name of Jesus that You would turn back any enemy that might be trying to infiltrate this church. they would be trying to come in and snatch away truth. They would try to come in and, and, and just bring a darkness to the light. Lord, I pray right now that you would fill us with your spirit and power and presence and your protection. Please, we need you. I need you. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, as I mentioned, I, you know, I gave that illustration <clears throat> about uh, a situation where Joe Beth, uh, after a year going through some things together, that she looked at me and said, you know, I'm not seeing you make a wrong decision, and, and I said that uh, uh, it wasn't the fact that I had made all right decisions for the past year, it was the fact that she had, she had different eyes. Well, this is the theme of tonight, that's seeing things with different eyes. This comes from just a couple of nights ago. <clears throat> Thursday night around midnight Candace, our fourth daughter called us that, and just a statement to her mom that her water broke and and they were on their way to the hospital but she made this statement, uh, the statement as on the way she said but I'm not having any contractions. They were about 40 minutes from the hospital, so they knew it was best just to go on in anyway because, you, you know, you can't take that long after the, you know, the water breaks. And he said, when they arrived, the doctor gave her something to help her along with the delivery. But, but some minutes after this, not long after that, the baby's heart rate began to drop. And then some minutes after that, after the baby's heart rate began to drop, they began very concerned. Uh, Candace began to experience some really sharp pains, and then just moments later, she started to lose a lot of blood. And she ended up having a pretty extensive blood loss. The term, or the way they put it, Joe Beth said was that they said that the placenta had torn from the uterus wall and the baby was not getting oxygen. So they had to move fast. A short time later, though, after they went into this emergency surgery and they went through everything that they had to do the emergency cer- cesarean, then there was a, a wonderful little baby girl was born, and that was an amazing thing. Candace had to go through some pretty extensive surgery repair. Surgery and and she was hit with some pretty devastating news. I mean, once she finally came out of all of the anesthesia and everything, the the how quickly they told her I don't know. But one, they told her that the baby was uh, had the same disease that their their first child had, ichthyosis. Also, she was told somewhere in that time frame that she would never be able to have any more children. You know. As we talked to her on the phone, as jo Beth talked to her on the phone, we, we had to realize that the, if this rupture, I'll turn it, had taken place 40 minutes away, if God had not let her water break so that they went to the hospital. If this had taken place 40 minutes away, we might be facing a funeral today rather than rejoicing at a birth and a life. This little life has this disease, the best term for it, called ichthyosis. And I looked up just a simple definition of it. ichthyosis is a family of genetic skin disorders characterized by dry scaly skin that may be thickened or very thin. It says this prefix ichthy is taken from the Greek root word for the word fish. And the reason it is is because the way their skin looks it looks like they have scales. It says that each year more than 16,000 babies are born with some form of ichthyosis. But do you understand how rare that is if it's only 16,000 babies born? And 300 of those are born with each year with what they call moderate to severe form of ichthyosis. And that might be to the point that the, the skin would be so tight and so dry they can't even close their eyes. What this means is a lifetime of bathing and lotion and scraping away the scales every day for hours a day. So my question, as we were trying to talk to Candace and Joe, Beth's talking to her and trying to get to her, and here's the question, what could be good about this? What could be, what good could come from it? How can this possibly be good? You know, it's if it's only 16,000 of them born and you have one child out of four that has it, that's a pretty, pretty extreme thing. But to have two children? Psalm 135 verses 4 through 6 said this, It says, for the Lord hath chosen Jacob unto himself and Israel for his peculiar treasure. For I know that the Lord is great and that our Lord is above all gods. Amen. Do we know that? (laughs) Our Lord is above all gods. He said, whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did he in heaven and in earth, in the seas and all deep places. You know my wife read this passage over the phone to Candace when Candace was understandably coming out of anesthesia and, and getting slammed with this news and seeing her her baby that's a little little over five pounds and very small at that and, and, and holding that baby and, and looking at the skin of that baby and realizing immediately when she can barely even comprehend that that baby's skin is is again diseased like her oldest child. And And so my wife read over the phone to her this passage of Scripture, but she read it this way. She read it to her first, and then she said, Now, Candace, listen to me. For the Lord hath chosen Ken unto himself, and Candace for a peculiar treasure. For I know that the Lord is great, and that our Lord is above all God's. For whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did he in heaven and in earth and in the seas and all deep places. You know what we told her and tried to emphasize to her, to our hearts, to their hearts? You know what? Our God is above all gods. And you know what he does? He does what he pleases. Psalm 136.1 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Watch this. For he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. What looks bad to us does, doesn't look bad to God. And folks, I don't know what you may be going through, but, but this is what we sort of experienced and had to walk through. And I'm going to just try to help you because maybe you're going through it. Maybe you're going to. But what looks bad to us does, doesn't look bad to God. He loves you and me. We are his peculiar treasure. And just to say, some of us are a little more peculiar than others. But we are his peculiar treasure. In this life, pain and heartache and disease and death must come. But but that's because of the sin in the world. Uh, listen, God must allow it if he's, if he's to be a just God. For he has given us a free will. And to be a just God... He has set up this whole thing allowed us free will. And yes, there's sin in this world, and there's pain in this world, and there's heartache and disease, and even death in this world. But listen, my God is still above, oh God. God must allow anything to happen that does happen. He, he is to be, a, to be a just God, for he has given us the free will. The w- wonderful thing is God can make, listen, no matter what takes place in our lives, God can make all things, the worst of things, the most discouraging things, work for his good. You know, one day in heaven we may see all things that we thought were bad and find out that in reality they, that God was protecting us all along. You know, I can't see it right now, and I can't see how that this ichthyosis is going to be some positive thing for these two children. But I can tell you this, when I get to heaven, I guarantee you, God, if I never see it here on this earth, if I never watch it transpire, if I never see it takes place, I can tell you this, God will show us one day in heaven, we'll see that God made it work together for good. The illness may be the very thing that God uses to use them in a greater way. This might be the very thing that God uses to use them in a greater way i 've looked at little Kenny and, and how much uh, he 's he's had to endure as a little i think eight year old boy now, and just how much he 's had to go through over and over uh, the scraping and the, and the bathing and the lotioning and the and the sore and the places where he'll it 'll peel down and just take off his skin and and it just it's so painful for this little guy. But but I look at it and I think one day this little man he's going to stand up. You know he he prays now. He, he he a little preacher right now. He I just believe somehow God's going to use this in a miraculous way. And if He's going to use it for Kenny, He'll use it for little Claire. You see, what we have to do is we got to see with different eyes. When we begin to truly, look, we will see with different eyes when we believe, and these are some incredibly simple statements, but we, when we believe that God is always good, we'll see things differently. No matter what's happening, we'll see things differently when we truly believe God is always good. Watch this. We'll see things differently when we believe God is always right. Amen, anybody? He's always right. We'll believe differently when we really believe that God loves me and that love never changes. We'll we'll look and see things differently when we realize that God is not out to hurt us. We'll see things differently when we realize God will never take something from you that he is not going to bring something richer and greater into your life. Folks, do you understand, and this is kind of a principle that we sort of live by in our family, but, you know, there's a lot of losses that you face in life, but we just look at it this way. God will never take something that he's not going to bring something greater and richer and better into your life. We'll see things differently when we realize God is a God of hope, not a God of despair. If we could see what God sees, we would see we have been spared, not hurt. Now, I'm I'm like you. I can't see that right now, but I know it. I believe it in my heart that if I could see right now what God sees in his foreknowledge, I would realize that somehow we and they and Claire and Kenny are being spared, not hurt. Now, I want you to go to Mark chapter 6, again, Mark chapter 6, verse 45, where we began. <clears throat> Mark chapter 6, verse 45. It says, and, he was, and, and straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida, where he sent away the people and when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. So the first thing that we're going to see here is that, is that Jesus is going to send away all the people there, but he's also going to send away his disciples into a ship, and Jesus is going to go off alone. And so now he's at in verse 47, and when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. So you got the disciples out on the ship, you got Jesus alone on the land. And so, uh, and in verse 48, and, and he saw them to, toiling in rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. So another thing that you see is that somehow, before he ever starts out that way, he looks out there. I don't know how far they are out there, but he sees them. He sees them and toiling, which means they, they're they're rowing, trying to get this ship to move a direction that the wind is, is contrary to them. The wind's pushing them back, and he's watching this all take place before he ever starts walking out to them. And then eventually he's going to walk out to them, and, and he would have just... Uh, you know it's as though he would have just passed by them and then you look at verse 49 but when they saw him walking upon the sea they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out and so you you see them they don't know it's Jesus truth is they're not let's watch they're not looking for Jesus he's not on their mind right now we're going to get to this now but Uh, Verse uh, 50 says, for they all saw him and were troubled, and immediately he talked with them and saith unto them, be a good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And can I tell you, Jesus will come in any situation you're in, and that's what he's going to say. Be a good cheer, I'm here. Don't be afraid, I'm here. I don't care what you're going through, I'm here. Because he said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. Now, verse fifty-one, and he went up, un, went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure, and wondered. Now, I'm gonna stop right there. I'm just making some statements here tonight, and. uh and I'll be honest with you, I'm you know, I, I, I kind of straight up this way. There are some times when I'm a little bit weary and of mind and body, and I'm a little bit tonight, and I apologize for that. But, but number one, I want you to get this. Jesus put them in the ship and sent them away, and he went to pray. He didn't just send them away. He didn't just say, you know, I've got to have some time alone. He went to pray. Folks, I don't want to stray away from, from the emphasis that we put on prayer in our church. We've got to keep praying. I beg you to keep texting me and telling me that you're in. Uh, I beg you to do that because this is not, and I'll be honest with you, this is not about October 29th, a big day. This is not about uh, anything. I'm talking about from this point on in our lives, we've got to be a people of prayer. Number two, they were in the midst of the sea, and Jesus was alone on the land. Number three, he was toiling. We've talked about this. Late into the night and in the storm, they, uh, they were toiling. He saw them toiling and late in, in, into the night in the storm. He knew, number four, they were headed for a storm when he left them and saw them while they were in the storm. Now, oh, you have to understand, this is Jesus. He knew where he was sending them. He knew what they were going to go in and face. He knew before they went into it that they were going into the storm. Not only did he know they were going into the storm, then he saw him in the storm. Did you know that whatever storm that you might be going through or you're about to go through, can I tell you, Jesus is looking at you. He knows you're there. He made like he would pass by because Jesus does not, listen, he made like he would pass by because Jesus does not force himself into our lives. He wants us to want him. He wants us to desire him. He wants us to seek him. But they had their eyes on the storm. Not the one who could calm the storm. The moment we see with different eyes, we see Jesus, and what we, uh, what we will find is that he will call to us. If we have different eyes in the midst of the storm, whatever we're going through, and this is something we, we were trying to get across, uh, and they're doing really well. I mean, they're amazing. Again, it's the spirit is so much better now, uh, you know, and it was a rough time initially, but she's doing well, but but you just got to get through to anybody. And even to your own heart, when you're going through the storm, you get. You just got to understand you get your eyes on Jesus and he'll call to you be a good cheer he'll say it is I be not afraid when our eyes are on Jesus there is no fear for there is no storm he cannot conquer but here's the question why must we go through the storm why do we have to have them? anybody been through any storms Anybody going through a storm? Anybody, you would know, just rather it be a whole lot nicer you just never had to go through them? He, you know, but why must we go through the storm? Why would Jesus let them go alone knowing they're going into a storm? Why would he act as though he would pass by? It's in verse 52. And this is going to be a short one tonight. But verse 52, look at verse 52. It says, for they considered not the miracle of the lows for their heart was hardened. Folks, I'm going to just tell you straight up the reason that a lot of times we end up going through storms is because God needs us to grow. He sent those boys off because, listen, I wish I could make you understand they needed to grow in their faith Trials can be a disaster or a victory. It all depends on the eyes with which we see it. And and, and these fellas were, were struggling. Whether we see ourselves alone in the storm or we see Jesus walking in the water, doubt and negativism only makes the storm worse. If you look for Jesus, if you seek Jesus, you will see Jesus in the storm. These fellas, they were having trouble because when they, they were had, had, just before this, they had all this feeding of the thousands and 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 they got to eat of all that food, and, and they got their belly full. But can I tell you, I believe from what is said here, they forgot the miracle of the feeding of the thousands. They forgot that miracle, and their heart was hardened. What God is saying is, they experienced an incredible miracle, but you know what they saw it as? They saw as a little benefit that they got. They saw that they got their belly full, and they saw a magic act. They saw somebody that did something pretty incredible, and they got a benefit out of it. They saw somebody take their dollar bill and flip it around, and it became a 20, and they got to walk away. And they got got a benefit, and they got blessed, but it was a magic act. And God says, we can't stay there, buddy. We're not going to change a world like that. Jesus knew that if they didn't step up in their faith, if there's something didn't take place in their faith, if they didn't grow in their faith, then, then we, were, we were not going to, to, to reach a world. There was when he was crucified, these fellas, if they were still in this faith level, they weren't going to do anything for God. Because all they've seen is a magic act. So the Lord said, You know what, fellas? I'm going to stay here. You go get on the ship. Going out there. And I can't prove this, but I believe when he went to pray, he went to pray for them. He went to pray. I get it, I can't prove this, but he might have prayed something like this, Father. Let the storm come. Bring the rain. Bring the wind. And Father, bring it right in their face. And God, keep it coming until they're broken. Just bring it on. I believe that's what Jesus prayed for. I can't prove it, but I believe he prayed... Because he was praying for his men and he knew they still don't understand who I am. They don't understand why I'm here. They don't really understand what this is all about. Right now, they're just kind of the end group of this magical guy that, they, that can do some pretty incredible things and we get to be part of it. Those who weather the storm come through the storm with a greater zeal and faith. And here's what I want you to see. Look what happens when you see Jesus in the storm. Look at verse 54 now. Look at verse 54. It says, and when they were come out of the ship, straightway they knew him. This is the fourth hour, fourth watch of the night. This is, if, if I'm thinking right, it's like three o'clock in the morning. I don't think there's a crowd on the shore. Do you see what it says? It says, and when they were come out of the ship straightway, they knew him. I don't know any other they there except the disciples. They knew him. You know what it says, before the storm came and before this struggle came, they didn't really know him. They really didn't know who he is. In this different scripture, it talks about and says, what manner of man is this? You know, suddenly they realize. wait a minute, it's one thing for God to somehow magically make some extra bread and fish. It's a totally different thing for somebody to have control of the winds and the rain and the storm. Whoa! Somebody, wait a minute. I, I, he didn't make me a pumpkin pie. He he didn't do that. He stopped the rain. He stopped the wind. He stopped the storms. And wait a minute. That's after he walked on the water. What in the world? Who is this guy? And the scripture says, finally, they realize who he really is. Do you understand how good that storm was for these guys? Do you understand how good it is that, watch this, you really won't find God, you really won't know him until you are broken through the storms of life. He just won't. I wish we could say we would. I wish we as human beings, there's somehow that we really would get to know him. But I'm telling you, when we've got all our needs met, when we've got plenty of money in the bank, when we've got everything that we need, when we, our bellies are full, I, we just don't really know him. But when, he, when you're broken down and when you're in the middle of the storm and when that storm is raging, can I tell you, all of a sudden when he comes in and he says, don't fear, and all of a sudden you don't fear anymore. All of a sudden it's washed away and you say, it's okay, Lord. It's all going to be all right. It's all going to be okay. Boy, now something has just happened. I'll be honest, we, we, we were talking about it earlier, something about uh, the speaking in tongues. And, and listen, if you had ever been to Africa and heard it, you would not think it's okay. But we were outreaching a village, and out there, it's not like you got a lot of lights and power. you got nothing. We're out in a, a village, and, and, and there's some villages you walk into, and you just feel like, wow, these folks are so ready for the gospel. There's other villages you walk into, like... And it's just... And we came into this village, and, 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 and everything's all set up, and all of them's ready to go to, to the preaching. And we no sooner get started with our preliminary stuff, and that right up on a hill, a church... Uh, <laughs> it's up on a hill, and they start jamming with their music. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I hope that stops and before we try to get through our you know, presentation of the gospel and all the things we're trying to do. But then it went, they were singing something and, you know, just blaring the music, but then they went, kept in that repetition until they started speaking in tongues. Well, when they started into the speaking in tongues, I walked off into the dark there, and, and, and I, I've never done this before, I'll be honest with you, I've never been in that situation, but I just simply, I couldn't pr- just pray, I held up my hands and sort of begged God to, to stop it, to... to to shut down the sound, to to do whatever. I mean, I just started pleading with God. Probably for an hour, I played, But as I stood there, we went through speaking in tongues, and right after the speaking in tongues, they started to scream in torment. Demonic shrills. And I'll be honest, when you're standing out in the bush, in the dark, alone, Either your faith grows or your feet move. <laughs> it's one of the two, brother. Because I'm sitting there and it's like everything in me is just run. Those just big old chill bumps are running up and down my neck. And, and I just kept praying. But you know that before it was time for the invitation, God stopped it. That was a, a, a point of growth for me. That you know what I said? Even in most adverse situations, I believe God can work. God hears my prayers. I'm nothing, but I believe God heard us that time. And because of things like that, storms like that, last night I simply went to the Lord and I said, said, Lord, you said I could ask anything in faith. So I'm going to ask you, Lord, that that This little Claire does not have what they think they have. And you know, I'm going to believe it by faith. Listen, our faith grows because of what we go through in life. I thank God for some storms I began to experience about 2009. So heavy, heavy storms of life, emotional storms, spiritual. I started to experience it, but it was from that that I began my nightly walks. And I hardly walked out a night at that point in my prayers that I didn't fall on my face someplace under a tree or crawl under a bush or in the middle of a snowstorm and stay there for 45 minutes, an hour, and just weep. But I thank God for that storm because I saw him like I've never seen him. It was a storm that drove me to fast that first time for 30 days in 2006. It was a severe storm of life that drove me to fast. And each time, every storm that's come in my life, I've got closer to God. But watch this. When they would come out of the ship straightway, they knew him and ran through through that whole region round about and began to carry about in beds those that were sick where they heard he was. Now, listen to this. It says, straightway, they knew him. And there's no other they there except the disciples. Now, I can be wrong on this, but this is 3 o'clock in the morning. There's no other they there except the disciples. They get out of the ship. They know him now. They don't know him as a man that can provide bread. They know him as God. But he ran, and then it says, and ran. These same people ran through the whole region round about and began to carry about in beds those that were sick where they heard he was. You say, now, wait a minute. Why they say where they heard he was? They already knew where he was. No, 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 no. No, I, Jesus didn't stay in one place. Jesus started to move. They ran to get people and said, basically, okay, where are you going next? I'm going to bring people to you. You know what? I believe it was the disciples that did that. They went to get people. They went to bring people to him because they said, I see now that he is not just a man who can provide bread. He is almighty God. And watch the influence that they had. And that's what I'm I'm begging for for Calvary, yeah, we have going through some things. We're going to go some, through some more things. We're going to battle, and we're going to go through some hard times. I'm going to just tell you, it, 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 whatever comes, God is still in control. Amen? God's still in control, and God's going to, and God will use that, and what's he going to use that? For our faith to grow so that we don't go uh, uh, about through these storms uh, with with a hardness of heart thinking that, 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 well, Jesus is just there to provide for us. Jesus, and that's what he is to so many people. Hey, I'm going to put money in the offering plate because you're going to give me 20 times that much, right, God? Uh, You know, this health and wealth gospel, Jesus says, that's not who I am. The things that I can do for you, money can't do. And if we start to believe that, and God sees that, people see that in us. Watch this. And whithersoever he entered into villages or cities or country, they laid they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch if it were but the border of his garment. And as many as touched him were made whole. Listen, when when the disciples knew who he was, the disciples began to run to bring others to him so that they could be healed. And then as people saw that their family and Loved ones were getting healed. Those people started to bring people. And can, can you catch my drift now? If we are transformed by the storms of life and the people see that we don't get beat down and we don't give up, we yield to God and we understand God is good through the storms and we bring people to the Lord, if we bring people to the one who can change their life, if we keep bringing people to them, watch this, more people are going to come, but when they do, they're going to bring people. That's right. That's right. Because that's the way it works. What they've just got to see, they've got to see that there's a place where people weather the same storms they weather. But they just get through it with a smile on their face, peace in their heart, faith in their life. That says, "God's just letting us go through this so we can be better used to reach more people." We got a coach here. I, I tell you, I used, you know—I played ball my whole life, and I've had so many people and coached so many different things. And 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 one guy came up to me. One day, no, it wasn't too long ago, and he said, does God really care about sports? I said, God cares about everything. He said, really? Yeah, I can pray to God and ask him to help me win? I said, I didn't say that. I said, God cares about everything, but God may want you to lose. He said, what? I said, listen, you don't grow near as much when you win as you do. When you lose. Hey, when you lose, you find out who you are. Coach, you know this. You've seen this. You, go through a loss and they, they hang their heads. Can't get back up for the next game. Well, well that just revealed who they are. Or you've seen guys who, who, man, just had a horrible bad game. And you know what? They come back. They come out next week. A, like a house of fire because say hey that ain't going to happen to me again right. I think it's a shame when they, when they select uh, the, you know, the top team because it's only those undefeated can I tell you some of the strongest teams are the ones that have one loss right. Right. those are the guys that got a taste of something they don't ever want to taste again right. it's You understand, that's what Jesus is doing. He's taking us through the storms. He takes them through the storms. He's taking Ken and Candace through the storms. He just wants us to say, That storm is what made me realize who you really are. That storm, without the storm, I'd never known you were one who could walk on water. I knew you could make me a loaf of bread, but I didn't know you could walk on water. Wait a minute, I didn't know that you could make the wind and the storm cease? What manner of man? What they were saying was, this is not a man. The guy that provided the bread and the fish, we thought he was a man that had some kind of special ability, but this is not a man. Only God can do this. And their faith grew. And their lives, their lives were changed. I don't know what you're going through and I don't know what you're facing, but I'm going to tell you this, nobody gets out of life without the storms. Right. It's going to come. And, and I'll be honest with you, sometimes it seems like it comes more for some people than it does for other people. And people will say, well, they, they just need it more. No, it may be that God just knows that he can take them to a different level you know you say well I you know well I don't face storms like that it might be that he knows you're not ready to grow I don't get worried when I'm not in a storm I mean I don't get worried when I'm in the storm I get worried when God says you don't need one I think then am I done growing I don't want to be done I want to keep growing for God Father, I pray that you bless. Lord Jesus, thank you for